Hey, if anyone's listening right now, um, it helps if you drink along with us, <laughs> because then the episode doesn't sound so terrible. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Oh, did you think I was addressing you? I was quoting uh, Home Alone. <laughs> oh yeah, is that how this Kevin! Is, is that how we're starting? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <clears throat> Home Alone Five. No. Uh, no, this is mandatory movies. I'm I'm Bradley Ryder. I'm Kevin Falkenberg. So. No, nah, never mind. <laughs> Just keep. I'm trying to think of how you're cutting this with the music. <laughs> oh, the music is. It, it, do you not listen to the show? The I music. Do. The music's over. Listen, the music was over a while ago. I'm the only one who listens to this show. It's true. No, uh, Sci-Fi Daddy Buddha or whatever right. the fuck his name is. And also, did. um, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Listen to episode one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, no, I decided. See to, you. Decided to open it with uh, Kevin. Because uh, after editing the last two episodes since we've recorded, uh, I, I, I was I was cringing at <laughs> at your stupid <laughs> the, <laughs> the previous way of opening the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome to Mandatory Movies. Yeah, the um, one with the better opening. <laughs> was it though? I, I don't know. We're getting better by by episode fifty. We'll have this <clears throat> locked in yeah. down. On the lowdown. Or we'll hate each other. Yeah. Even more than I already do. That's true. Yeah. No, this is a pretty pretty momentous episode, I think. What, that we um, made it this far? <clears throat> yeah, that we made it this far. And also, um, well, I mean, you know, April 17th, 2019 was the year that Brad found out what his new favorite movie was. So, Oh, you logged it? Yeah. Oh, I've got all the text messages. <laughs> And the eight video clips you How sent me of movies? you yeah. cackling. <laughs> like, remember this part of this movie? Oh, the one that I'm watching now? Yeah. It was brilliant. Uh, and your brother, who has no idea probably what we're even so doing, why, was like, what? Why, why his phone got flooded with what? videos of me watching the cat in the hat. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love that you sent like two videos and his first text back was like, is that the cat in the hat or whatever, whatever he said? He's like, did he just say he was going to make it kill him and make it look like an accident? Uh, so we should probably, uh, actually, you know what? I, I kind of feel like a dick. Uh, you should. Yeah. I well, don't know why, but yeah, you should. The thing is, uh, we, <clears throat> we rebranded the show or reformatted anyway and deleted Correct. the first couple episodes. Oh man. what was that sound that was a weird sound oh my god you're so precious i'm just drinking your tea it's already unlistenable yeah yeah i am all right back to one i'm like eight fingers of jack into this fucking recording already bitch 
<laughs> so yeah, why do you feel like a dick? So I mean, which reason are we going with today? <laughs> so we we reformatted and uh, in the like we deleted the the first two shows that we recorded and posted. Yeah. I still have them. Uh, I do too, actually. Uh, Good, but uh, no, we have intro music. Yes, we do. Provided by the band Versing out of Seattle, and uh, they gave it to us for free. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, because I was going to mention that um, that we we forgot to reintroduce the band to who provides the music. Yeah, I mean, so we did on um, like the second episode of, of the original uh, airing of this show. And, yes. Uh, From the I, album Nude Descending, I believe. Nude Descending, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. They actually have a new album out. Uh, and it's very good. You can find it on bandcamp.com as, as well as like, uh, I think they have like a couple other albums on there. Uh, very good band anyway. And uh, yeah, the song is called Early Spring uh, by the band Versing. Yes. And they're great. And we thank them for letting us use their music and apologize for getting like four episodes in before we fucking <laughs> mention it. Remembered that we <laughs> yeah. forgot to reintroduce them or whatever. Yeah. I actually think the more that episodes that i listen to it's kind of a perfect intro music because yeah, it's, it's uh, i like good. that the first verse starts with uh if it's lucky to be chosen and i'm like yeah it's pretty fitting for for this uh this whole show it's more unfortunate to be chosen <laughs> yeah for the show for apparently the show. yeah with uh two drunken white dicks just rambling about oh, glenn close is a five i don't rate women based on their looks that's, mm. only, that's only one of us kevin <laughs> oh yeah yeah Man, nobody listened to that episode, so they're going <laughs> to think it's me. <laughs> Fuck. Just a reminder, I do not rate women on the 10-point scale. <laughs> Boy, uh, that. by the way, speaking of editing, that took a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you took out all the racist stuff that you were spouting and, and like the Holocaust denial stuff. I'm glad you just removed it. Just took it right out. Should it, was it a right call, a, a good call to remove the flat Earth stuff? <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like it. I mean, I feel like in uh, when we're talking about a Mark Wahlberg movie, I don't really know why flat Earth really needs to pop in there. But I mean, you went off. I mean, it was like forty five minutes talking about like the ice wall and all this shit. It's like, come on. Yeah. The hello and welcome to mandatory <laughs> movies wasn't the only thing that made me cringe during that episode. The forty five minute flat Earther theory. Yeah. yeah. That was rough. Anyway, uh, I hate podcasts that uh, don't get to the fucking point. Um, So yeah, we always do. I know. And uh, but anyway, so this one is. That's why people are here, though, Brad. As if I can cut you off again, Um, they're here for the banter. I don't think they are. No, aren't they? (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) A, no one's here. Well, Sci-Fi Buddha George loves our banter. Yeah, the fuck his name is. B, Eddie loves the banter. He even told me. And three. <laughs> and seven. Um, what movie did we pick this week? We chose Pet Cemetery. Do we have to? Are we, we're like three episodes in. Do we have to go over the theme again? I well, I think we need to introduce the theme of this episode, but I don't think we need to introduce the format again. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, so uh, we did Pet Cemetery and our theme. The newest version, I should say. The yes, the current, the, the latest one that's yes. in theaters currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our theme was feline films, yeah. movies that are about or prominently feature a cat. 
That's right. We kind of went off the, uh, we took the lesser known or the lesser traveled path, I guess. The the more obvious solution would be to go for Stephen King movies or remakes or whatever. But we were just like, hey, this movie has a cat in it. Mm-hmm. Let's do cat movies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just getting inside of our heads here. Yeah. That was the thinking. That was the grand plan we had. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so my choice. Do I sound bitter tonight? Um, I, I don't know. Are you? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so my choice was uh, Meet the Parents. Your choice, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. And another of my choices. Actually, we're doing... Uh, we're doing two of yours and one of mine, I think. I mean, unlike last week when we did three of mine, because your choices fucking sucked. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It sucks that you said that, because it was an edit and uh, do the order of the movies. Were you gonna? Oh yeah, it's probably a good idea to edit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my choice was meet the parents. Mm-hmm. My choice <laughs> was the cat in the hat, and yes. your choice, breakfast at Tiffany's. That's right. Also featuring a cat. Yes, a cat named Cat. <laughs> True. <laughs> that you know that shows the level of creativity of that movie. And Robbie's son Gary. <laughs> Oh man, I can't mention that movie. Um, <clears throat> okay, so yeah, Pet Cemetery, uh, the remake, the latest one yes. in theaters currently. Correct. Well, as of the recording of this episode, right? Uh, what did you think? Um, I thought it was about an hour and forty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's actually correct. An hour and forty-four, maybe. Yeah, um, I thought it had some. Um, uh, characters that came back from the dead in it um there was a family um there were um uh trucks a couple of them yeah yeah that's what i got out of we this movie done truck movies we should have done duel we should have done over the top speeding truck movies we could have watched joyride <laughs> i want to speak to candy cane <laughs> but no we picked cat movies I you son me. of a bitch uh yeah, that's true. You know, last well, episode you were obsessed with tits, and this episode you're like pussy all the way. Actually, a couple of the movies we chose had cat tits. <clears throat> well, listen, Brad, they're on the next episode. See, a lot of the a lot of the movies that we picked for this episode include something that is very near and dear to my heart, which is uh, cat fucking. <laughs> um, uh, some of it incestual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but that's for uh, that's for the man. Those are all the next episode, aren't they? That's for the bonus episode Damn. when you're even more drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm already eight fingers in. Well, that doesn't sound good, uh, does it? No, it does not. Talking about liquor, not mm. human hands. <laughs> oh my butt! <laughs> oh God. So anyway, Pet uh, Cemetery. Yep. Uh, for those that don't know, a uh, family moves into a house. It's uh, part of the property is like a Indian burial ground or yes. something like that. And uh, when their cat dies, the family cat gets hit by a truck. 
the neighbor, Judd, says, why not bury it in the pet cemetery? But then he says, why don't we go past the pet cemetery into the Micmac Indian burial yeah, ground? The mountaintop Indian burial ground. Where he knew it would come back to life, and yet he yeah. said, fucking bury it anyway and see what happens. Yeah. It, it, uh, there are two things that I really like about that. One is that they barely bury the cat. Yeah. They dig a hole that is about four inches deep. <laughs> Yeah. And then make a mound of dirt to cover the cat. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and then I also love that uh, Judd, played by John Lithgow, yes. uh, had previously buried a pet there who came back like rabid or something, you know, like all demented and shit. And he still decided that he would, you know, put this family through it. And he did it as like, uh, you know, as like an endearing gesture. Because uh, he was so taken by their daughter, who would who would have been devastated Loved by the death the cat. of his cat. Yeah, yeah. But I love that. Like, there's like two scenes of him bonding with the family, and then he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking torture these assholes." I love. Wasn't his reasoning like, "Well, I didn't think it would happen again." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like that's your that's your fucking reasoning. We're, we'll try it in this Indian burial ground. Maybe it'll come back fine this time. <laughs> well, so there's all this history of the Indians who got up and left this area because they thought it was twisted. And uh, my one out of one experience with with this uh, Indian burial ground is that uh, my dog came back and fucking tried to kill me. And I had to kill it a second time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'll take you out at fucking the stroke of midnight and you can hike out six miles of this fucking mountaintop. By the way, so the pet cemetery was on their new cemetery? property? Is that a new spelling of pet cemetery? <laughs> is it's a third spelling <laughs> the unknown third easter egg spelling um so <laughs> they go to the pert cemetery and which is on the property that they just purchased but he's like let's go beyond this uh thorn bush stick yeah. wall and go and and so apparently he's got like like about 300 yards <laughs> of field he's got like like three acres of forest and then about 50 miles of barren wasteland (laughs) where all it does is just strike lightning and fucking like oh this is where we bury dead things and they come back to life he's like yeah no shit i could tell that just by looking around (laughs) yeah uh by the way the 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 sort of journey there is is so like it's so poorly shot and yeah. like it looks like they literally just took like uh, took a camera like out in, out into like some random woods there, there was no location scouting there's no like there's no atmosphere yeah. to it it's literally just like oh here's a couple of trees yeah all right uh yeah. and at no point is he like hey so now all of a sudden all these trees don't have any leaves on them <laughs> like what's going on here yeah it's pretty bad um what did you think of the cat when it comes back? Um, I thought I was pretty pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Probably looked, wanted to stay dead, I bet. I looked angry. <laughs> that was a bad question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the cat when so, it came back? So here's the thing. Uh, How about you go fuck yourself, Brad? <laughs> here's the thing. You've been shouting. <laughs> so what I was doing was adjusting the levels and then I realized there was a lot of silence, so I needed yeah. to ask something. <laughs> that was what you thought of? You're eight fingers deep. Yeah. You're my asshole. <laughs> Wait, what? Usually you're louder than I am, but this is going to be way different this year. 
This year? <laughs> this year, yeah. This recording. Sorry, I was talking about the very Hello, <clears throat> and welcome to the Pert-Sermitary. <laughs> remember that great line from the movie? <laughs> hey, remember why we moved here? No. <laughs> That's an actual line of dialogue from this movie. Yeah, It's like, well, we moved here because I got a job at the university, even though it wasn't properly explained. <laughs> Was he? Oh yeah, he was at the university. He starts but like, working at the university and already knows everyone there. I don't even really understand like what the fuck's going on. He's like, "Hey, Janet, slow day today. What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. Piano's yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. And everyone wants to move out of the house except him. He's like, "All right, listen. I know I'm having horrible night terrors." <laughs> I know you're hallucinating about your dead sister. I know that I buried this cat and it came back to life. <laughs> but we got to stay because I got this nice job at the university. And I mean, I'm pulling in six figures here. Remember why we moved here? <laughs> well, no, I thought things were getting hectic in Boston. Were they getting hectic in Boston? I think that's what the that's what the idea was. Um, what yeah. is that? Yeah. What's more hectic than the dead coming back to life? <laughs> <sighs> It's fine. It's like, well, we had some. <laughs> Never mind. Uh oh, that was gonna be a gem. What yeah. was it? <laughs> that was gonna be like accusing the characters of the movie of being racist. <laughs> <laughs> like we had some, you know what, to move in next door, so we had to move to Maine, oh. <laughs> where we know that there's only white people and zombies. <laughs> I'd rather deal with my daughter being dead than have to live <laughs> next to him. <laughs> Yeah, so the thing about that, too, is uh, the scene where the daughter dies. It's pretty telegraphed, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there's no mystery as to what's going to happen there. Oh, yeah. No, they spoil it in, like, the commercials, because you know oh, that there's they? a dead girl in it. I don't have cable, yeah. so I did not see any of these commercials. Well, pony up the fucking 50 bucks, you poor fuck. 50 bucks? That's a lot. <laughs> no, because in the original, and I think the book, the uh, son dies. So, like, yeah, it's totally telegraphed because you're like, oh, here's the swerve because you're thinking that the son's going to die, but no, 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 the daughter dies. Yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of wish the son would have died. He was kind of a yeah. piece well, of shit. Well, he does anyway. Spoiler. <laughs> Not necessarily. What, does he fight them off at the end? I think he learns to drive. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, the thing about the, the, the daughter death scene is, like, that, that oil tanker or whatever the fuck it is, it, like, it, there's so much momentum there. And it runs into her, like, you know, the truck flips, one of these speeding yeah. trucks down the highway. It, like, flips over, and the, the, tanker, the, comes the off. tanker comes off and is sliding toward her at, gotta be, at least 50 miles per hour. Yeah. It would have blasted her. Yeah. It just <laughs> like, knocked her into the ditch, like, five feet away. Yeah. It's like, what? She, she would have been missed. <laughs> well, all she had to do was dive three feet to the right. She would would have been fine <laughs> what a dumb bitch <laughs> you can edit that out oh my god Probably not we have going six to. movies left way too much with i switched to whiskey for this episode i know bad decision oh real bad decision um mm. i don't know so like i i thought the first Hour. Speaking of the crash, one of my notes is distracted driving is impaired driving. <laughs> because the truck driver looks at his cell phone. He does. What do you think he's looking at? Uh, probably nudes. Yeah. I guess I'm going close. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, guy on this podcast said she's a five. I'm going to kill this little girl. 
I assume. Do you think that's sci-fi Buddha Greg? <laughs> or whatever his name is? <laughs> sci-fi Buddha. I think you've changed his name like eight times. Sci-fi Buddha Gary next time. <laughs> Robbie's son. Uh, uh, so yeah. Also, um, not only does the son not get killed, but I feel like for a good portion of the movie, they forget that they have a son. <laughs> He is an afterthought, and he's the fucking toddler. I mean, in fairness, wouldn't you try to forget that you had that son? <laughs> that kid was a zero. <laughs> he doesn't. He can't even hold the conversation. He does nothing to help when there's zombies around. <laughs> he just stands there and stares. What a little shitbag. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad he's dead. Presumably. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And hopefully he doesn't come back. Hopefully they don't drag him uh, to the pet cemetery or the mountaintop graveyard. Oh, man. Uh, and they just leave him dead. It's such a long walk. And he goes to hell. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what I was saying before, uh, the first hour of the movie, total shrug. Uh, yeah. The last half hour or so, I actually thought was kind of entertaining. I thought when the his daughter comes back, you know, he, his daughter gets blasted by that truck, but somehow stays yeah. totally intact. I really liked, like, you could tell that she was having fun acting, like, you know, being the undead little girl. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I sort of thought, like, I mean, child actors are always, like, a fucking coin flip. Yeah. And I thought she was good in the, like, nice sip. I thought she was good in, like, the, the first half of the movie. She was, like, fine. You know, she was yeah. just, like, whatever. She played a little girl, yeah. and that was fine. Uh, but when she, like, came back from the dead, uh, she was fucking awesome. Like yeah. she was so creepy and so fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just think the movie needed to get there a lot faster and it would have been entertaining. Yeah. Cause like the last half hour is, yeah, it does not, take a while to get to, and everybody like we, we know, we come on, know where it's going. It. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to say it would have been great, but I think it would have been a good, like it would have been great yeah. sort of campy, like just kind of like a fun horror movie. Yeah had she been this sort of creepy undead girl for at least half the movie. Right. Um, but instead, like, it, it just, it takes way too long to get there, and then there's just not enough of it. But what there is is pretty great. I I, I really enjoyed all that stuff. I, I thought it was well, a lot of Well, there's a lot of, of stuff that they, like, play with the in, the in the beginning of the movie that they just kind of abandon, like the uh, the kid that gets into an accident and he can't save and dies and he kind of starts appearing like to him and the family to warn them not to use the Indian burial ground and then like halfway through the movie he just kind of vanishes and yes. never comes back yeah so this is like a this is like a college student that the doctor like yeah. operates on and he Victor lo- I think his name yeah. was I don't think that's important <laughs> who gives a shit is there anything that's really sci-fi boring? Buddha Victor uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's this kid that comes into like the ER where the the doctor, this family works. I just like to be accurate. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, he has like a, like a, a disturbingly graphic wound. Yeah, like his, um, half his face is missing. Yeah, yeah. And one one of like the the like attending nurses is like I can see his brain. Like <laughs> really does not need to be that graphic to get the point across. But then they sort of use him as like this sort of narrative, not a narrative device, but like he he sort of like leads the this main character I, I can't even remember who fucking played him um uh jason clark jason clark yes who i found i figured out is like australian and i was like that makes sense because he went in and out of weird accents like mm-hmm. most of the way through the movie so yeah, yeah and it's clark with an e and that's distinctly <clears throat> yeah. australian it's um, like there's my little girl and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> that's christoph waltz again yeah it is. <laughs> he did not have a rocket <laughs> axe in this movie uh <laughs> 
Uh, yes, Jason Clark played Louis. Oh, Louis, huh? Yeah, Louis. Um, and his wife, Rachel, and his daughter, Alita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so this, this whatever, kid with the fucking brain injury uh, right. just keeps, like, appearing to him in his dreams and leads him out into the forest or something like it's a really his whole role is to say don't do this yeah it's (laughs) don't do this weird like unnecessary sort of like foreboding foreshadowing kind of thing it's just like uh, again it it just takes more time for us to get to the good part of the movie where the little girl comes back and she's undead yeah uh and And he never even comes back to say i told you not to do that i I know like nothing (laughs) ever really comes of it it's just sort of like it's just sort of like a narrative device and it's it's lame just to be creepy like that's but it's it. not it doesn't even achieve that right. though it's um, only creepy for the toddler because he doesn't know what's happening yeah i see a dead guy what's going on he would say if he talked yeah i mean i know toddlers that talk but apparently that kid's a little behind <laughs> toddlers that talk that's the name of your blog right yeah ttt <laughs> toddlers talk Thai very well (laughs) oh yeah dina um yeah i mean is there anything else to say about this like no this movie sucks it it really does like there again for like the second month in a row we just choose like a complete zero of a movie yeah which is partly the reason why i started i started listening to the pet cemetery audiobook because i'm like does the book suck like why do why do the movies suck yeah, like, I don't understand. I sort of don't understand why Stephen King constantly gets adapted. Like, his IMDb page is, like, 250 entries yeah. long. And, like, is his... I haven't read a lot of Stephen King. Is it that good? Like, I just don't... I don't understand. I think he's just sort of, like... He's, like, the Nike. He's he's the brand name <laughs> yeah. of, of, like, sort of horror thriller literature or cinema, I guess. Yeah. And so, I guess, like people see Stephen King like a Stephen King adaptation and it's like he's like the, that's a thing the Disney of horror yeah so I, I just don't I don't get it because most of it isn't that good you know the original Pet Cemetery is garbage yeah it's not, it's not that great I mean it does have Fred Gwynn in it though yeah he's does. pretty great um wouldn't go down that road yeah yeah I guess I mean as much as I love John Lithgow he's not he's not Gwynn he's not the Gwynn man no is that what you call him <laughs> yeah we're tight. Is uh, he dead? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would know you're tight. Um, but the, I've been exposed. <laughs> I'm a fraud, <laughs> but I'm a real fraud. All right, go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so double. Ow. <laughs> uh, bitch. <laughs> no. Four it, episodes in, this show has devolved into catchphrases uh, yeah. that aren't even ours, <laughs> and then people forgot. Yeah. Because I haven't listened to the episode. No. Saifa uh, Buda Gavin did, though. Yeah. Eddie knows what bitch means. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess my my sort of closing point on the movie, though, is is that I, I sort of like where it, where it starts to go, where everything starts to devolve, and it starts to kill the characters. And then, you know, right. you, you sort of alluded to the, the last, the, you know, the child, the last, the boy dying or whatever. Right. But that doesn't actually happen. And I think, I think it kind of needs to like right. I, th- I think it, the movie is either unnecessarily cruel to well the wife character in that it like drags out her death and her torture and then just brings her back for like right. two minutes so that they can like creep up on on the car yeah. where the where the, where the last child is well and that's the thing like the ending doesn't even really work for me because 
you 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 know what's going to happen because at the beginning of the movie you see the car with the door open and a and a blood trail and two bloody oh, handprints yeah. on the window yeah. and I'm like okay so the kids in the car are like sleeping or whatever and there's no blood on the window so okay they're going to come back for him yeah like I get it I know it's going to happen I, yeah I guess and I feel it's like it's not scary it's not thrilling to me no it, it, and it just has that ending where it's like him with his like hands pressed against the window and like right. oh I guess we we know right. what's going to happen to him but like I think you either need to see that like right or it needs to have something else like there, it needs to have a different ending um it's, it's an attempt to be shocking for the sake of being shocking but. yeah but it's it, it like pulls up way short especially when you know when that other guy victor i guess his name is according to you um yeah when yeah. like we sh- they show him victor way, pascal I way too many times <laughs> oh pascal yeah oh that's good um mr pascal vital yeah. information yeah no, but like they show they show him way too many times, way too graphically right. to then just like pull up uh, at the very end in in yeah. like not showing us the death of the kid who I want to right. die the entire time. Yeah, we Let's showed be honest. We showed her slice uh, John Lithgow's Achilles tendon and then stab <laughs> yeah. him like eight eight hundred times. I know, but like let's just be like, hey, the kid's gonna die, or is he fade to black? Yeah, <laughs> or cut to black. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a very unsatisfying ending yeah. uh, to a very unsatisfying movie. And then your your only response could be like, mm, okay, uh, that I mean that's honestly kind of what it was. They're like, going to be oh, a zombie yeah. family now, and yeah, that's, all right. that's all there is. All right, until the inevitable moment where they try to go to civil, civilization and they get run down by a semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they walk out of the highway. Yeah, that's how that movie should have ended. Yeah, and get blasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Distracted driving is impaired driving. No truer words have ever been spoken, Kevin. That's right. And with that, we'll move on to our next movie. I try to give a little public service announcements whenever I can on this this platform. And Sci-Fi Buddha Dave appreciates that. Yeah. So does Eddie. But he might not. I don't know. No. We don't know anything about Eddie. We don't talk much anymore. So meet the parents. This was my choice. It was your choice. Yeah. Because of little Jinxie. Yeah. Good. That's the cat. Right. That's how it relates to the theme. That's the theme. The the feline theme. Feline films. Yeah. Uh so I'll I'll start by saying I'll start with this statement. Okay. So meet the parents. You're gonna propose to me right now? You're already engaged. <laughs> No, so uh, I chose this because uh, I'm a big fan of Meet the Parents. As am I. So if I say that I think Meet the Parents is one of the 10 best comedies of this decade, how crazy am I on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being very crazy. Looney. I actually don't think that's very crazy. I don't think that's crazy at all. If you said meet the fuckers was on your top 10 or uh baby fuckers <clears throat> then i would say who are you and jump out the window that would be an appropriate reaction to okay. to those statements yeah uh yeah I, it's baffling uh yeah. that meet the fuckers was made by the same people that made me the parents all the same team right yeah insane um but meet the parents um you know in and when i say 10 best comedies i'm not talking about like you know, uh, lost in translation, those like dramas that also have funny moments. I'm talking about like pure comedies that are more focused on jokes. 
no yeah I, I i would agree um meet the meet the parents was always like uh <clears throat> i remember liking it when it first came out um liking it the second third time i watched it and i liked it this time it's, yeah it's pretty great <clears throat> well it's weird because it's one of these movies that i think has sort of like faded um like i think everyone knows what me the parents is but i think for some reason it doesn't get any real credit like that's part of the reason right. i wanted to choose it because i think it's sort of a punchline now and i think people remember more the you know the sequels that were made which are are they're criminal right. they are they are god awful they're really terrible i i actually have not i've never had the like the stomach to watch little fockers but i did i don't think i ever watched that either i remember watching meet the fockers and i was like oh my god what happened it, it's astonishingly bad yeah and i mean it, it kind of makes sense like it just it, it doesn't have it tries to like uh to sort of recapture that same dynamic that uh de niro right. and stiller have in the first movie but it's sort of like once once jack has accepted greg it's there it right. doesn't work anymore like they're well and i they, think they can't have that like push-pull relationship like in meet the parents there's a lot of like really um kind of juvenile lowbrow lowbrow humor but also kind of like some subtle i don't even i don't know if i should call it adult humor but that's kind of like oh, for lack of a better phrase <clears throat> yeah I think adult humor. definitely is but i think for like meet the fuckers like going forward it they just kind of air it on the side of just like let's make dick jokes and fart jokes and tit jokes and like let's just do this and this and this and and not do the like the uh you know uh robert de niro's kind of really subtle like overprotective father kind of humor that that you can totally miss if you're not really paying attention to it well i think it also worked too like i don't want to call it stunt casting but like this was kind of de niro's first sort of sort of movie that was like a play on his on his persona yeah it was the first time that he like played it as a joke i mean i guess maybe right. analyze this i don't remember that quite as well but maybe that he that sort did of come had, out before this right yeah it was a couple, maybe like a year a couple years yeah um but this was the first time that he ever like appeared in like a pure comedy i mean i right. think you know he i mean made, taxi like, driver but uh, yeah it's hysterical yeah. but uh no, <laughs> everybody like, knows how funny that is. <clears throat> he had made like midnight run Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, he had been in, like... But he was the straight man in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he had been in a couple comedies, but... Um, or a couple movies that have humor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but never anything that was, like, a full-fledged, like, joke-a-minute comedy. Right. And when you like say, Cape like... Fear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he laughs a lot in it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, he loves... Uh, shit, what, I don't even remember what movie it was. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, no, but when you say there's like a lot of lowbrow humor in this, I I sort of agree with that, but I think yeah. there's something about it where like it's so it's so packed with jokes right. that like it never there's never any like punchline that's like there's like a pause where you're like okay, this is something like there's never yeah. like any like applause break where like right. you're supposed to laugh at this. this is like the grand finale joke like it's everything is followed up like immediately oh, with yeah, another yeah. joke and i think it does something really well like, i think writing is really great in it too because i think there are so many things like once you get into like the middle of the movie like 20 or 30 minutes in when the premise kind of takes off yeah um i i think so many things are like they're a punchline and a setup at the same time yeah so like it's it's constantly like cashing in on things and setting the next thing up. Well, which and there's I think always is like really hard to do. A lot of like if um Ben Stiller is kind of like the uh kind of always ends up in all these mishaps and they start very innocently almost. 
there's so many of them that start like over something just banal and then end up snowballing into like these huge issues like like the fact that he smokes or the fact that uh, he doesn't like cats. Like it's just like a throwaway line. Like oh, he hates cats. Yeah. Which leads into like oh, you let the cat out. Oh, you did it on purpose. Oh, you yeah. you you found a different cat and spray painted its tail because you hate cats. And like it's like yeah. no 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 no. Yeah yeah. But it, like even so like to that point though, even in the moment like that that's all those things still work. Like when she throws the, the pack of cigarettes on the roof and he's like right. oh oh yeah that that's right. a better idea. Right. Like you know, you're like, saying a punchline. Th- yeah. With the moment and then also it's setting up a yeah, future. Yeah. Like everything yeah. works in the moment, but then it also works as like the start of that snowball into right. something much bigger right uh, to the point where it's like ends up being out of control where he's just like uh, i don't know what to do anymore <laughs> like i was handling it now i'm now i'm done yeah like yeah. When, like when the fire starts and he just dives in the window <laughs> yeah it's pretty great i don't um, know like how much of a synopsis do we have to do has anyone not seen this movie i, don't I feel like everyone has i mean yeah. but like i think it, i i guess as a as a synopsis i'll say that like i you know it's a it's a guy who wants to propose to his girlfriend and he's meeting her parents for the first time while her sister's getting married yeah. um that's basically what it is and it's a fucking nightmare right. um but like i think it's i think he's it's trying pretty- to be perfect and it's just always blowing up in his face yeah but i think it's one of these great comedy premises though where like it's i think it's it's a very relatable thing like i feel like everyone has met the parents of of somebody who they're like trying to impress you know and it's just like an amplified version of that that is ridiculous you know the the characters are just a little extreme uh on either side too yeah and so like you you understand like his plight and he's he's just trying to be likable and uh you know impressive to some degree and like He's, it's it's another one of those things and the like, parents are, and well the, the father specifically going overboard in a way to not be impressed yeah yeah it's it's just like a guy who can't win like right literally it's like from from the start he just cannot win like he just keeps getting one-upped yeah. or just like e- even the most insignificant things go against him you know and like the the scene where he meets uh where stiller meets uh de niro for the first time and it's just like comments on the color of the car that he rents and he's like oh yeah i, I didn't choose oh, the guy at the counter chose it it's like yeah. oh well they say genius is big green oh you didn't choose it though yeah <laughs> you know it's just like immediately you can't run right. oh you lost your bag hey pam did you uh did you lose your bag no i carried on ah oh, that's yeah. my girl <laughs> like just every little thing right. the fucking guy can't win and that's like what you were saying before like all these different types of it's it, it really is like different types of humor that are all kind of spread out uh, almost evenly throughout the film of like it's not too much like oh your last name is Fokker like that's not like the punchline for the whole movie it, it it they pepper it in there here and there in in between a bunch of like really I don't know like sophisticated like uh, uh, psychological jokes or like you know things like that yeah that, that aren't like oh your 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 first name's gay you know that kind of stuff i actually do i love that as like the grand finale punchline right. to the fokker joke because they constantly say his name i mean right we all know the fokker joke but like they yeah. constantly say it with like disdain oh jesus fokker right you know they they like beat it into the ground and then the final punchline like he's so defeated he's walking <laughs> away in shame and then wait 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 the stoner kid wait 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 your name is gay fokker yeah <laughs> I, God damn it, I was laughing so hard. I, I thought it was hysterical. Which is like the stuff that they went too heavy on in the, the later movies of like, like, oh, you know, that's the, the really, uh, the low-hanging fruit jokes instead of like the really, like I was saying earlier, more uh, quote-unquote adult-like jokes. Like, so that everybody can almost enjoy it on, a, on some level. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just feel like, me, you know, when, when I got to meet the Fockers, 
excuse me, um, you know, again, like, uh, you know, I say, like, in Meet the Parents, he can't win. In, in Meet the Fockers, it's like, he already won. He already got the approval of, of right. Robert De Niro. So, like... He they, married his love. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, they try to, like, re- reignite this dynamic, and it just it just doesn't work. Like, I feel like that that dynamic needed to be between... Uh, it needed to be, like, Dustin Hoffman, right. trying, who plays Greg's father. Um, it needed to be him trying to win Jack's approval. But, like, it isn't, because it has to be Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro. Right. And so, like... There's just all the like all these just bizarre scenes where they're like trying to do that, and it's just like it doesn't matter. Like yeah, he ar- he already married her. Like yeah. this, it, even if you don't like him, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, so like they just keep trying to do that, and it and it just comes off as like very low hanging fruit. And it also does that thing where it, like it's the sequel, so it has to be bigger. Yeah, and so like they're just they're just trying harder, and they have like. Uh, they have to go to an exotic location then they have to go to like yeah yeah and the the jokes take longer to set up and instead of having like you know meet the parents like they just it's constant like there's a joke a minute and meet the and meet the fuckers it's just yeah it's like it it takes minutes to get to a punchline and then it's just like yeah okay when that's when that's the whole point of a scene it just doesn't work right like if that were followed up immediately with three other jokes it would it would have been fine and meanwhile and meet the parents like he'll Ben Stiller's character will like do this like throwaway line that that is just like a white lie and he doesn't think that anything will happen yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. And then it ends up coming back later and he has to <laughs> embellish upon the white lie and make it bigger. Yeah. And he's like, I can't like like oh I was born on a farm. Like yeah. it was just like a throwaway, like that's why I'm reading like this white this bridal magazine about uh, this mother magazine about breast bumps. Yeah, well I, I love and that scene he, too because yeah. yeah, he's he's basically catching Jack in a lie, but then it comes back on him. Yeah, that he was he, lying. And he ha- he's like put under the gun for it and then he has to come up with this elaborate lie and then it just it just snow, like again snowballs into something that's yeah. way bigger and more ridiculous <laughs> into like i was i wasn't grown up on a farm well I, I wasn't exactly grown up on a farm but i you know i had to mil- i had to milk this and milk that yeah uh yeah and i love i love terry polo's line of like oh sorry i forgot about your cat milking days in motown <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking grew up in detroit uh, but uh, it was like i was saying earlier like a lot of the the quotes that everyone remembers about this movie are like like I have nipples. Can you milk me? Like those aren't even the funniest lines from the movie. Yeah, they're funny, but like, yeah, they're definitely not as funny. I, I also like love... that line is, isn't even as funny as Terry Polo like like looking at him while he's miming milking in the air, and she's like, that, "What the that fuck?" That is one of the best shots. Uh, like her just utter horror at him. <laughs> she's just like, like, "What is happening right he, now?" He is just digging a hole, and she's watching <laughs> yeah. him. She she wants him to impress her parents, <laughs> and instead he's talking about milking a cat. Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's great. Um. No, but I actually, I actually think, uh, oddly enough, I think the filmmaking in this movie is actually pretty good too. Uh, there's there's so many times when they like they make a point of like isolating Greg. Like it becomes like basically an ensemble comedy where it's everyone against Greg, and at, so many times they're just like these these great shots where he looks small. I th- you know when he first uh, uh, like arrives at the parents' house, uh, Terry Polo like runs up onto the porch, and then there's just a shot of him. Uh, you know, like against the car and the camera's pointing yeah. down at him. He just looks so small and like already defeated. Yeah. 
it's know? like the view from her her father's perspective almost where it's like he's just this little guy who's trying to take yeah. his daughter away yeah he just already lost yeah and i i also like you know we were just talking about the 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 pool volleyball scene but yeah after he like does finally do something that should win their approval yeah. you know it's like finally, quote unquote manly and like finally tough. spikes the ball and earns them a point <laughs> he gives their sister a bloody nose the day before her wedding yeah and then they all go to the other side of the net and there's that shot of him and it looks like he's in jail because he's just like, you know, it's behind the, the net. And, yeah. yeah, he's behind the net and just like, again, isolates him from the rest of the family. It's so good. Uh, and just the little things that like demean him, like he can't, he can't share the bed with his uh, girlfriend and he has to. And well, I mean, obviously everyone knows the, the, the joke about like how he doesn't have his luggage and he's trying to track it down. So he has to wear her robe to bed. <laughs> yeah. Also that he's constantly wearing Jack's clothes. So yeah. He's like wearing these like. It's so demeaning. Everything this, that he's. Like uh, yeah. flannel and like these shitty turtlenecks. Uh, but he just takes it all in stride because he's like, it's all going to be worth it. It's all going to be. It's fine. Like he just goes with it. Yeah. Uh, and it all just blows up in his face. Yeah, just constantly. Constantly. <laughs> like every good intention just comes back to All he wanted to do was go on the roof and have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat gets out and then he sets fire to the backyard and he's like, God damn it. Yeah, I saw that too. Like, uh, you know, like again, like it has like this lowbrow humor that it somehow sells as a little bit highbrow or sophisticated or at least smart. You know, where like, you know, he, he ends up flushing that toilet and backs up. So like the whole, the whole yard is filled with shit. Yeah and which is like how is that his fault that, that they have a fucking toilet that if you flush once it's gonna really it. yeah yeah but i love when i think it's uh tom mccarthy's character walks out and he's like ah oh, what's that smell and daenerys goes that's our shit <laughs> that's Fuck our flush shit. the toilet I love, that's such a great like double entendre though <laughs> he's calling greg our shit yeah that's our but shit also answering our shit uh and then owen wilson shows up with the with the uh the the altar for the for the wedding yeah (laughs) right over here mr b (laughs) yeah and then gets stuck and spins his tires and puts shit in their faces which again like i feel like if that's if that's the punchline of the scene like it doesn't work but the fact that there are so many jokes that lead up to it and that it just immediately goes into a joke right after that that like it it totally works like i'm able to laugh at that because it's not like they're not so proud of themselves right they're like you know, they're taking a fucking victory lap yeah. over, like, spinning shit in people's I know. faces. I was just going to say, like, a lesser movie, like, that would be, like, the big, like, boom, yeah. this is the moment. But yeah. I love one of the things I love about this movie is that there's so many sort of, like, uh, under-the-radar, like, jokes that they just throw out, like, in the course of just delivering dialogue. And you're like, you can totally miss them. Like... Well, it's like you, like we start having on the background right now, and like there's just like these throwaway things where like Ben Stiller comes down while while De Niro is is setting the alarm, and he like hunches over to hide. <laughs> so it. He can't like, see the code. Yeah, like he's gonna steal the code. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like what an asshole. <laughs> when he talks about the cat, when the cat is, runs out of the house, and he's like, is it, he's out there alone without food or water or a toilet. <laughs> just these lines that are just delivered as lines of dialogue like in the middle of conversations and it's like they don't even leave you leave room for the audience to laugh at them yeah there's, but, there's but, no yeah. moment for breath like yeah, uh, yeah there's I, no like wink at the camera or anything they're just like these are just hilarious lines that they're just delivering yeah i also like so we should kind of wrap up on it instead of just like continually rhapsodizing yeah. but uh one of my i think this movie has one of the greatest single scene performances and i guess technically there is like a sort of half scene after that but the when he at the very end when he 
when Greg is like defeated, he gets thrown out of the house right. and he's like trying to get, get on the plane to go home. And the, <laughs> the girl at the desk just won't let him get on. Right. He's the only one <laughs> trying to board the plane and she makes him wait for his section. <laughs> I, I love, he's just standing there and she's pretending like nothing's like happening. She just keeps looking around. And like forgets that he's even there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well then when she, she like calls over the intercom, Oh, thank you for waiting. We're now boarding all zones. And he like looks around, takes a step forward. Like, here yes. you go. And she just goes, Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he hasn't been standing there. <laughs> I was just going to say, Oh, Oh, hello. <laughs> she and, plays and she it actually, so perfectly. And she looks over his ticket. Like she hasn't seen it before. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, we're not, go. we're not boarding your row yet. <laughs> and, uh, it's so oh, perfect. Hello. It's so perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just the well, and the fact that like that's the only person that he can like f- that he can go off on because he has no one else that he can just v- let it all loose on. So he lets it out on on the stewardess in the airplane, and then gets dragged off the plane. Yeah, all the uh, you know, all the aggravation that he's been building up over the the past hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. Is like he finally like asserts dominance and finally like kind of wins, and then it's just a smash cut to him getting thrown off the plane, right. and then he just gets dropped in the airport. <laughs> Get off me! Yeah, uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Meet the Parents, and I I fully stand by one of the ten best comedies of the last twenty years. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great to watch. It it hasn't like. It still, uh, you know, hasn't, uh, I guess, aged badly or anything like that. It's just, it's still great to this day. Honestly, I think it's aged perfectly. Right. I think it's only gotten better. Like, I remember loving it in the theater. I mean, I was 13 when this movie came out and saw, I saw it like opening weekend and thought it was hysterical. And then this was also like in the first sort of like run of DVDs that I got. This came out like three months after I got a DVD player. And like, this would be something I would like fall asleep watching and yeah saw it a ton of times and it's great and i would also highly recommend listening to the commentary the cast and crew commentary uh because robert de niro in fairness like i think he's in a different location than ben stiller and jay roach but like they will specifically address him and say like hey bob like you know uh what'd you think of the the cat you you seem to like the cat when we were on set and uh de niro like just he seems aggravated he seems confused that he like what a commentary <laughs> what is. is happening here yeah and he, he literally he, yeah, he just gives like good. he's just like mm, yeah uh i like cats <laughs> oh okay uh yeah like you improvise uh, this line are you did do you like improvising have you improvised before um i've I you know I've I've made a lot of films and uh, I uh, I've improvised before but uh, yeah improvising is cool. It's so <laughs> awkward. I wish that I, I I wish I knew how to make like a smash cut of all of the uh, like just all of De Niro's comments on the commentary because first of all it would only be like four minutes long, right? <laughs> but it's so awkward and hilarious to listen to. Hilarious is probably a strong word. It's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's interestingly hilarious. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, cats are nice. Looks like someone we know. Um, yeah. Do you have know. anything else you want to say? I don't say? have anything else there to really add to that. Or should um, we move to the movie that has another hilarious comedian oh my playing God. a cat? The cat in the hat. Is that what we're doing next? Yeah. I'm not ready for this. Oh. 
Hey, should I get some more whiskey? How about I get some whiskey? How about a Gatorade? I think I'll get some whiskey. Because <laughs> we're about to talk about The Cat in the Hat. All right. Your new favorite movie. Do it up. All right. So The Cat in the Hat. 2003. 2003, indeed. Universal. Uh, so, Brad, I have a question. Sure. Ask away. Do you have a drinking problem? Maybe. Um, because I know that you were you were drunk when you watched this, and you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I I think I could say without a doubt that The Cat in the Hat is top two live-action Dr. Seuss adaptations. <laughs> Would you agree with that, at least? <laughs> I have no choice but to agree with that. Brad, I have a follow-up question. All right, so question. you liked The Cat in the Hat. I have a follow-up question. Um, does your fiance know about your love for the cat in the hat? <laughs> and also, is the wedding still on? Uh, it is. Um, well, so the thing is, yeah, so I was a little drunk when I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did come down and I was, while I was watching it for a second time. <laughs> while you were cackling, I assume pants off on the couch. <laughs> so the cat in the hat, did you not like it? It was one of the strangest fucking movies I've ever seen. That's true. Listen, I've watched Antichrist. I've watched Naked Lunch. I've watched a lot of movies mm-hmm. that are just straight up bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cat in the Hat, straight up bizarre. It is. Yeah. So you're, you're basically equating it to Lars von Trier and David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> The Bo Welch classic, Cat in the Hat. Uh, not, not as high, but uh, 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 I appreciate the surreal aspects they were going for. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it I really disliked, but uh, but yeah. Such as? Um, the fact that Mike Myers had to laugh at every fucking joke he told. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical, though. <laughs> <laughs> He That's had two fucking. Impression. He had two laughs. He had, <laughs> and then he had. <laughs> so, uh, I chose this. Yeah, go from there. What do you? What do you got? What do you got for me? I, I chose this because I thought it was going to be a disaster. <laughs> uh, and I, I thought it was hysterical. I was genuinely laughing. Throughout the entire thing. Actually, that's not true. I think the first, like, 12 to 15 minutes, I think before Mike Myers appears. Before Mike Myers showed up, it's fucking bullshit. No, it's just, it's it's a dumb, like, kind of, it's kind of a disaster. It's setting up a plot that who gives a shit about. Yeah, I mean, because there's really no plot. It's it's really just the cat in the hat. And uh, That is the title. Yeah. I mean, it's based on the book. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Do we need Sean Hayes as her boss overacting for no reason? Homer flu? You're fired! (laughs) (laughs) I hate this movie. Again, you're doing perfect impressions of it, though. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but I I think it starts out as as just, like, a total throwaway. Like, way too much effort for nothing. mm -hmm. And and then Mike Myers comes in, and I... (laughs) 
I think he's kind of brilliant. And and Brad starts cackling. I, honestly, which, again, I heard on all the recordings that you texted to me. There were probably eight to ten. Uh, which, I might add, you would have had to have watched that scene, rewound it, then recorded it, and then texted it to me with you laughing in the background. Oh, by the by the way, like by the time I recorded it, uh, I had probably watched it four or five times already. <laughs> Uh, even the stupid jokes of him, like you dirty hoe. I thought that was hilarious. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like he, he just has so many weird affectations. Like he, he's like, he plays, I mean, first of all, I, I like that they actually did prosthetics for him. Uh, wait, so you like the way he looked? I this? did. I thought it was, I thought it was really funny. Uh, listen, the cat in the hat. Is about an Enemy. old an old Jewish man who lives in New York who decides to dress like a cat, go to the suburbs, terrorize children, and occasionally masturbate to photos of their mother. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Kelly Preston sporting a lot of cleavage in the movie. <laughs> way too much for a children's movie. <sighs> yeah, but I think that, that, that sort of speaks to what I think I think people had a lot of problems with the movie. <laughs> you think? Uh-huh. What is this movie, Brad? This well, is not a children's movie. Well, that's the thing. Is it like it's? I guess it like it is, but it's not. Uh, I think there's a, a a lot going on that is way over kids' heads and uh, <laughs> is awkward. So, like, I think the movie mm-hmm. the movie is like so. It's such a simplistic kids' plot, and then Mike Myers is playing this character as uh really just like a mike myers character yeah. who belongs in like a pg-13 maybe an r-rated movie yeah um well i mean the thing about mike myers is that he just recycles old jokes of his over and over again like jokes that he did on, on snl he just puts into all of his movies like his austin powers movies and like some of his Shrek movies and wayne's world and obviously that was an snl character but um i i think obviously with with this one he pulls in like I mean, he's done plenty of Jewish characters. <laughs> I think he's Which, do- for some reason, I'm like, why does the cat in the hat have this accent? He's doing like... That could have gone better. <laughs> like, what? Why? <laughs> Scream and run away. <laughs> yeah. And the cat in the hat. No doubt about that. He doesn't like... He's doing like a... Like if Charles Nelson Riley was doing an impression of Mel Brooks... <laughs> Which I think is hysterical. Like, I, so many of the reviews mentioned that, like... I don't even understand why. Neither do I, but I don't think I need to, because it was it was hilarious. You love this. I really did. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I sort of agree that the way he plays it is sort of a problem. In terms of, like, objectively... The, is it? Objectively, the movie doesn't work. <laughs> Because again, like it is. I feel like, like we've had a breakthrough here. I'm gonna write down breakthrough. <laughs> it is. It is like just a, a shitty kids movie that has no plot. Like right. there's really no problem. The the, the premise is basically that uh, <laughs> Kelly Preston's boss, who's like a germaphobe, is gonna come for like a party at her house later that evening, and she leaves the kids alone to not mess up the house, and then. Right. The cat shows up and they mess up the house. And yeah. then there's like a crate that 
the cat has that uh, unleashes some weird phenomenon. <laughs> it's fucking Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah. And they have well, to... Like, and, like, the plot of the book is basically, like, that... Kids, is there a plot of the book? Yeah, like, the kids realize that, like, they can have fun, but they know where the line is, where it's, like, too much fun, where it gets out of hand. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the whole point of it. Which is sort of in the movie, but, like... It is. It's just kind of haphazardly thrown in. Like, like the it starts out with, like, the brother and sister don't like each other, and we're not really sure why, and the... Well, one's, like, the brother's, like, a maniac, and the sister's, like, a control freak. Yeah, it's... it's and so they don't know how to have fun It's to the benefit properly. of the plot that they don't like each other. <laughs> Yeah. And then the son is like, I wish you weren't my mother to Kelly Preston. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? I love her response, though. It's like, sometimes I wish that, too. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> those cargo shirts you wear throughout the whole movie suck. <laughs> and where did you stick that loaf of bread when you went down the stairs? In your pants. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, the whole plot of the movie is uh, their dog takes the lock to the crate that's ruining the house, and they have to get the the lock back to lock the crate. <laughs> right. Like there's no plot, like, but it's okay because they can keep the crate closed. If they put their stereotypical Asian <laughs> babysitter on top of it. Oof, that's weird. Yeah. It's the, that's one of two movies. that have a really weird Asian character. <laughs> really bad. At least it was played by an Asian <laughs> actress. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, again, like, so it's, it's just, it's a, it's a shitty throwaway plot. Like it's, it's clearly a, an adaptation, a feature length adaptation of like a 46 page picture book Yeah, that just has rhyming. It's like 1600 words. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, like, I think the way that Mike Myers plays it is, I mean, he's playing it for adults and I think what no review mentioned is that he's actually funny. And I never thought he's that occasionally I would say he's funny. funny. I think he's hysteric. He goes nah, so over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He... <laughs> oh my god! I <laughs> I thought he was hysterical. You were laughing at the dumbest thing, <laughs> Again. which I was. I was to to your credit. Oh, thank you. I was crediting toward the alcohol. But then today you told me you watched it again sober and you laughed. By the and, way. And I, I mean, I watched Grown Ups 2 when I was high and I laughed my ass off through the entire movie. I know that if I watched it sober, I probably wouldn't care for it. But by the way, I'll say that that sober rewatch was after a, a viewing of the movie with the commentary. <laughs> it was your third watch. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh. No, I, again, I think it's. I think it's sort of. I'm not going to compare it to Meet the Parents. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not going to compare it to Citizen Kane. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> uh, but I think it's it's so jam packed with jokes. Like I think Mike Myers is just constantly going for broke, and it's it's such an absurd performance that it totally worked for me. I was. At first, I thought I was laughing like ironically, and then I realized that no, I was I was genuinely <laughs> laughing at pretty much everything he did. Listen, he when, he won me over after like three minutes when he shows up and they go downstairs and he sees the picture of their mother, <laughs> and he goes, "Who is this?" <laughs> and then he he grabs the picture and he opens it up like it's a centerfold. <laughs> And then he goes, that's my mom. And he goes, awkward. Yeah. And then he turns around 
tucks the photo somewhere into that. into a hidden front pocket. So presumably he can masturbate to it later. Yes. See, I see I don't know if if I think that's a good joke or if I just think that's a weird thing to have in this movie that's supposed to be for children. As soon as that happened I was like, "What is this movie?" Yes. I think the whole time I was watching it, I was going, "What is this?" Because, yeah, there are so many moments like that where, like, that's not for kids. Like, the moment he meets them, like, he tells Dakota Fanning, who's, like, four years old in this movie, that she smokes too many cigars. Right. And, then he and tells, you lay off the sauce. <laughs> You're still smoking too many cigars, and you lay off the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he has so many of those ridiculous things that are like in in like quick succession. Yeah, that it 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 totally worked. And like for, for some you. reason, for some reason, I I really liked his his makeup and his his cat uniform or his is costume that what it was? Because I think he's just a Jewish man from from the city who likes to dress like a furry. I, I also love uh, and masturbate to photos <laughs> in a closet. Probably with a noose around his neck. <laughs> uh, I also love uh, toward the end when Alec Baldwin, who plays like the villain of the movie, yeah. is trying to date their mom and send Spencer He's Breslin neighbor, yeah. to uh, to military school. He was actually my favorite character in the movie. I love uh, when he's when he's like. Uh, He's trying to convince Kelly Preston to like come home and see that they destroyed the house, and he's like, "They're running around causing mayhem in the streets, and they're running around with this hairy man." <laughs> he's the only one that sees the cat. Uh. <laughs> so you're I laughing. Do. You're laughing. You love the movie. No, no, I do love the end when he's got all the purple goo on him, and I love how he plays with it, like to to add effect to the to the scene. Like of like how it like adds like these strands when he like yeah how it pulls how, his hands apart and it's, stuff it's goo but it's like dried enough that it stays on him doesn't drip on the carpet yeah, yeah he was my favorite part uh, I, I still love the beginning when he's like can you uh, tidy up the living room dude <laughs> to the to the son <laughs> like he's trying to like relate to him slash insult him at the same time because <laughs> he hates that kid which is kind of why I love him. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think this is, I, I think it's it, at the very least, bare minimum, it's, it's worth a watch because uh, I, it's I probably thought, worth a watch if you're drunk and or high. It, it definitely for the, is. For the most it part. absolutely is. And I can we talk about when it. they, when they go into town and they enter the kiosk and there's a rave in it? Yeah. With Paris Hilton. <laughs> with Paris Hilton. Who ha- is way right. too like scantily again, clad the cat turns and looks at because he wants to fuck her yes <laughs> so we mentioned that the bonus episode is going to include a lot of cat fucking this includes implied cat fucking yes which again doesn't work for a children's I, movie but works if you're an adult watching a movie that's right. supposed to be for children but it has an awkward cat man doing way over the top somewhat like effeminate but he doesn't fuck Paris Hilton. No. Because he's got the photo of Kelly Preston that, once again, he will masturbate to in a closet with a renews around his neck. Uh, you know, so, like, there's a deleted scene. I think I sent you the a screenshot of it where, mm. like, he's riding a lawnmower in their backyard and he presumably has that centerfold of <laughs> Kelly Preston that he's, like, turning to the camera and looking while he has it, like, extended <laughs> out. And it looks like, I mean... It's too far away to notice, but right. it looks like she's topless in it. 
<laughs> like, wonder why that was deleted? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you're precious. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So the wedding's still on, even <laughs> even though you like this movie. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't watched any of it yet. I mm. told her she should, but she said, no, I know it's bad. But she hasn't Good. seen it. I thought it was bad before I right. watched it. Again, I I I chose it because I thought it was going to be a disaster, yeah, yeah. and I laughed harder than I had. It's good at most movies that I've seen in the um, last year. I, I mean, know. marrying people smarter than you is important, so I feel like you've made a good choice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that was a knock on me. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Awkward. That could have gone better. <laughs> A monster? Where? <laughs> by the way, uh, this was shot by Emmanuel Lebeski. Oh, was it? Yeah. Is this before he put a gun in his mouth? Or... <laughs> during, no, during. Before he did a little movie called Gravity. Probably during. Yeah. No, but I think it looks good. Does it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell that it's directed by a guy who did uh, sets for Tim Burton movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he definitely can. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I like the sets. I liked, I liked a lot of that stuff. I like the, again, the I, look of the neighborhood. I like the look of the town. Again, they actually built a lot of that stuff and they did practical effects. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of like really <laughs> ridiculous shit in it that they actually built that uh, Mike Myers actually did the makeup. It's not just like, did they build CGI. the toilet that shoots flames. Is that a practical effect? <laughs> You're going to want to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> That one might burn coming out. <laughs> I can't believe you laughed at the dirty hole line. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily the dirty hole line. It's the way that he, like, makes out with the end of the rake. <laughs> he doesn't, though. He sticks his tongue out and almost makes yeah. con- contact. It's just so weird. Cat, come on. Oh, sorry. I did like the um, the pinata scene. <laughs> yeah, where that weird kid... Yeah. Let me have a try. <laughs> And then, yeah, he hits him in the nuts and he goes to his happy place, yeah. which is on a swing with a bonnet on while easy, him easy a, like Sunday morning. Him place. in a dress swinging on his, I did laugh at that. That was fun. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I did like Al Baldwin. I mean, how, how do you mention the movie without Al Baldwin yelling, you whizzed on my taco. <laughs> I can't believe you whizzed on my taco. Because he kept it on a partially wrapped taco. In the front seat of his convertible for God knows how long. With the stolen dog yeah. in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people say that it like betrays the uh uh the 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 feeling and the style of Dr. Seuss, but but and I mean Dr. Seuss was a surrealist, and I will give this movie its credit that it, the movie is very surrealist. I mean, I think it definitely is. Like I actually think it's sort of an accurate adaptation. I thought you were going to call it brilliant. Okay. Stop making that face. <laughs> Fuck you where you breathe. <laughs> like, the next day after I watched it the first time, I You I wrote was a like, fucking 50-page thesis about it. <laughs> I was, like, thinking about what I would say, and I was literally thinking, like, you know, Sean Penn won the Oscar for <laughs> oh <my laughs> Mystic <God>. River. <laughs> I kind of think Mike Myers should have at least been nominated. Wow. I'm so excited. <laughs> the cupcake scene is, I, I, I watched it 
probably Ugh. 25 times. Man. And I... That is a funny scene, but I mean, it's like, it's it wasn't groundbreaking. It's not groundbreaking. Why does it need to be groundbreaking? But it's like, I don't know. It was all right. It was the fake infomercial it's scene. Hilarious. It was funny. They did that shit in Run, Ronnie, Run. That was like 99. <laughs> I think it was 01. Come on. Was it 01? Get a fact straight. Maybe 03. Was it the same year as the T C I N The seminal and, Dr. Seuss uh, adaptation? Hat? Yeah. <laughs> How do you rank them? Horton Hears a Who, Lorax, Cat in the Hat. Come on. Grinch Who Stole Christmas. By the way, the is, new Grinch Who is, Stole Christmas. is Spencer Breslin's shirt supposed to be a call to the Lorax? I don't fucking care. Is, this, is Spencer Breslin still act? Is he the... Uh, he's not the successful Breslin. No, he's not. That's no. Abigail. Yeah. A bagel. Who's Jewish now? Yeah. Talking about bagels. just have a little schmear i'm so excited (laughs) it's a cupcake and let me hit you with the phenomena let's see all bed (laughs) wetter tap it i could tap it as much as you want i'm not gonna (laughs) fuck this movie (laughs) uh cat and hat or pet cemetery go (laughs) <laughs> do you want me to compare and contrast uh just which one you really watch <laughs> i don't know um i'd rather do you know um uh is there a third option where i can stick toothpicks under my fingernails <laughs> sure i'll go with option three okay <laughs> okay yeah i i do like that toward the end of the movie when uh <laughs> When they're like in a bind, and he sh- he takes out like the the plan book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like plan A is like get into trouble. Plan B is uh, ditch the kids <laughs> and run away. The, yeah, ditch the kids <laughs> and run away. <laughs> uh, that was yeah. pretty good. I don't know. It's just. Uh, I uh, think you made up your mind before you watched the movie. And I mean, I watched the movie. <laughs> you weren't receptive to how funny it was. <laughs> I didn't like. I mean, every every joke, no matter how good or bad it was, was followed by. <laughs> See, I guess I thought like I thought the look of him was so absurd, and I actually thought his voice was pretty funny. Well, and the, he also so he kind of that kind of worked. For a me. lot of times, he referenced like how bad some of the jokes and some of the things were which like after over time is like all right so you're just acknowledging that this is bad <laughs> kind of like I, I i think it's i just think it's a fascinating movie like I, I you know like if i had to fascinating i is it not <laughs> i don't know there's some extremely talented people working on it like i like it, that you say fascinating like you're writing a fucking research paper about the cat in the ass <laughs> I, I mean i'm on page 13 <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> using uh, uh ama style or yeah single spaced <laughs> okay <laughs> you sliding your sources of the footnotes or <laughs> this will be a this will be a source okay mli okay <laughs> it'll be a... <laughs> kevin falkenberg 2013 april 23rd the title of my paper is <laughs> uh so what did you like about this movie <laughs> pretty much everything pretty much everything this was the one that i was referring to earlier when i said april 17th 2019 brad discovered his new favorite movie i I mean the cat in the hat from 2003 i I, honestly like i i couldn't get enough of it 
I was I was very <laughs> not even when the fish the talking fish shows up and he goes it's the fish remember me and it's the first scene he's been in and yeah. he's and you're like remember you what the fuck you just showed up the fish also voiced by Sean Hayes <laughs> right who plays Humberflube you're fired <sighs> yeah anyway we should probably move on yeah I highly recommend Cat in the Hat though at least as like you know ingest your substance of choice and uh yeah i was gonna say i recommend it like if you got some friends over and you're like yes i got this sweet fucking blunt that i rolled up let's watch the cat in the hat yeah parentheses 2003 and let's just see where the night takes us Mm -hmm. yeah hopefully it leads to you know a couple laughs probably at alec baldwin's character and then uh maybe an orgy i don't know see see what happens see where the night takes us do you think uh the neighbors of this hotel room last night had watched cat in the hat before they <laughs> fucked very loudly <laughs> awkward before they fucked loudly while i was trying to fall asleep <laughs> i was just like hey i didn't want to be like stop because <laughs> i was like yeah yeah you you've earned it <laughs> well, anyway <laughs> well moving on bitch <laughs> Uh, what have we Uh, got left uh i think our next movie is going to be breakfast tiffany's oh is it from 1961 61 this was your choice is that accurate 61 it is i believe yeah um the movie that paramount had to remove from their centennial collection dvd line why because of the the song from uh who sang the song it was like it was deep uh blue um deep blue something, something. yeah <laughs> and i said what about breakfast at tiffany's um and so i say kevin what about breakfast at tiffany's i think i remember the film i uh <sighs> i recall i think we both kind of liked it we both did yeah I think you recall poorly. <laughs> well, I say... I'll say that I liked The Cat in the Hat better than Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> well, that's the one thing we got. <laughs> at least we're having a good time. Uh, yeah. I mean, you say that we've got nothing in common. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... If you've drank about a quarter bottle of uh, bourbon whiskey right now, you <laughs> have caught up. So, here's to you. This is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. Do you want some more crackers and cheese? No. Would you like some more za? Slang for pizza. No, I'm good. Okay. Five, $5 shake. Let's talk tiffs. And not the Toronto International Film Festival. I'm talking about Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> and go. <laughs> breakfast at... Oh, you mean bat? Yeah. So... All right, let's talk about it. This is your choice. Why did you choose this? Well, I picked this one because um, the, the... I guess the feline aspect of the movie, like the cat is a fairly... Symbolically important uh, character to the to the uh, story of the film, at least. Maybe the book too. I don't know. 
I didn't make it all the way through the book. <laughs> Even though you were listening to it. Yeah. Like a deadbeat. Hey, props to Audible, our sponsor tonight. They no. didn't sponsor the show. We don't um, We don't have sponsors except for um, Jack Daniels Whiskey, but that's not unbeknownst to them. Um, I don't think they'll want to. No, they when they see what it did to you. They'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> never come to Tennessee, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like he doesn't even like Cat in the Hat. He must have been drunk. Yeah. 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 So um, I don't know. Brad, uh, how do you feel about uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's? How do you feel about the bat? Um, I used to like it. Mm. Ooh, your teeth came together real hard. Yeah. That seemed like it hurt. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, no, I feel I feel I feel similarly. Um I don't know. I think I saw this movie I saw this probably fifteen years ago, fourteen, fifteen years ago, maybe. And I was still in high school and I was like kind of just getting into movies and it, it's a quote unquote classic. Um and I, I think I just didn't have like the wherewithal to point out that it wasn't that great. Um, so like I just assume that like yeah this is a classic it's 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 a agree. great film. I actually don't think that I ever really saw this before now, and it was my pick. Uh, and mostly because I picked it because I knew I mean you know over the years I I knew about that she had a cat and it was important and it was called cat and it was like kind of a symbolic character of the movie. So I, I decided to pick that mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> watching it for the first time. Um, yeah, I kind of feel, feel the, the same way as you. Yeah. I sort of don't. I Holly don't... go lightly kind of a fucking asshole. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was watching it this time and I'm sitting there watching it the whole time going, um, I know people like that in my life. Like I've, I've been friends with people like that. And I fucking can't stand them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and I the fact that she gets like this romantic, uh, happy ending. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you don't deserve this. You fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Which uh, ar- arguably like is not the ending in the book. Like this, that's the ending for the movie. In fairness, neither does Paul. Yeah. Paul is uh, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he, Paul sucks. He he's as white bread as it gets. Yeah. He's just he's a kept man, Brad. He's so bland. Who lives in a fuck pad because he's got an older uh, girlfriend who's cheating on her husband. Yeah, who's like supporting his writing. Which what are the odds that a gigolo sucks. moves upstairs from a, a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and they all live downstairs from one of the most racist characters I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, I mean, the character's not a racist. The right. character is just, he's just a guy who's the trying kid, to go about his life and meditate and uh, <laughs> do karate moves. And and I guess he's a photographer. <laughs> yeah. But like. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, he's going to photograph uh, Holly Golightly. But yeah. mm, we never see that. Uh, he does protest. <laughs> yes. Quite demonstratively. <laughs> can I? Can we recite some lines from this movie? Uh, please do. <laughs> Uh, Misa go right we, uh, I, <laughs> it's weird cause he's German, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> just, it's so bad, but yeah, I mean, there's countless people and countless articles and whatever have talked about how just racist and insensitive this portrayal is from the yellow face to the teeth, to the eyes, to the, he's always shouting. He's always angry. He's, it's like, oh my God. God, this character. It's it's a real head scratcher. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I don't know. protest. I don't know how Why it's. Are you doing? I don't know how it's done in the book, but 
I don't know why it needs to be an Asian yeah. guy. So, like, I sort of understand why... He, his character is in the book, I just want to say. I sort of understand, like... Not as much, I don't think. Like, what... Like, why it happened in the movie? Like, I guess, like, they just... They got Mickey Rooney, yeah. and they got a famous actor. He's and like, it, he's the Kramer of the movie. He's the he, Cosmo Kramer. He is... Like, I, I, I feel like it's done with good intentions, <laughs> but, like, it is so misdirected. Yeah. Like, I, I, I definitely don't want to defend it or <laughs> condone it. But, like, I sort of understand what they were doing. Where'd like, you rate I, him out of a 10? Uh, zero. <laughs> okay. Good. That's <laughs> a good was, answer. It was bad. Um, but, like, I... Brad does not rate Mickey Rooney's on a 10-point scale. <laughs> I just want to say that. No, I do. Oh, okay. He's you a do. zero. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it, it's it's a really... Like, I feel like I feel like what they were going for is sort of, like... Uh, like like Eddie Murphy in The Nutty Professor or like Martin Lawrence in Big Mama's House. Like I feel like it was just supposed to be like this ridiculous like prosthetic performance where right. like he just plays something that's totally different and like, hey, look at this weird thing that Mickey Rooney's doing. Yeah. This beloved actor that, that we all like. And Yeah, because in the book he's just a character, but in the movie it's like, all right, we need to really amp this up. <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it's such an over-the-top thing. No, like, jap it up more. Jap it up more. I'm like, whoa, Jesus, Blake. <laughs> and by the way, that's like a direct quote from Blake Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and later he's like, I'm sorry, I never I never said to jap it up more. And Mickey Rooney's like, I'm sorry if anybody was offended, but fuck you. <laughs> no, he, he didn't say sorry. He was like, nobody's offended. They all loved it. Yeah. The chinks loved it. The chinks walked up to me all the time and yeah. say how much they loved my performance. Mickey Rooney's is like, the chinks, the slopes, the slant eyes, they all <laughs> love this fucking movie. And you're like, Jesus, Mickey, relax. Yeah. <laughs> relax. By the way, that may sound offensive, but that kind of does reflect yeah. the way that he responded about this for like the next 40 years. Yes. Uh, he was confused. In, there was like an interview done in like 2007 or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like 2008, I think. Where like he was confused about people being offended by his performance in the movie. And like I, I sort of, again, I sort I like I understand a little bit where he's coming from where like I think he was just doing a ridiculous character. But like he has to have some self-awareness that that was such an offensive portrayal. <laughs> like donning fucking buck teeth and slant eyes and yellow skin like just a horrible representation i'm, I'm i've i actually just pulled it up the uh the i'm trying to find the the quote this is a good radio yeah well, I mean, that's the, the beauty of the podcast. Kevin is uh, scrolling through screens. Um, uh, now he's doing a search function for God. There we go. Um, <clears throat> he said, Rooney also said, if he'd known the portrayal would be offensive, I wouldn't have done it. Those that don't like it, I forgive them. <laughs> <laughs> and God bless America. God bless the universe. God bless Japanese, Chinese, Indians, all of them. <laughs> Then let's have peace. You know, I, if, if you didn't like my racist portrayal, I forgive you. You know what? I in I just think I think that's really big of him to forgive those yeah. <laughs> those victimized, offended people you for know, his terrible portrayal. If he wants them. to forgive the Nips because of his <laughs> racist portrayal of Mister Yujiroshi, oh, is that what his name was? Yunioshi. Yunioshi. Sorry. Um, uh, you know that is that's that's mighty big of him. That is really mighty big of him. Congrats, Mickey Rooney. I think is he, he came dead. Along, I, he came a long way. 
Yeah, you he know, did. in in the forty years, yeah. I think he learned a lot. He really did. He learned how to forgive yeah. and bring peace into the world. Because God bless the troops. <laughs> God bless America. God bless the Indians. God bless. <laughs> It's totally such like a misdirection. Like you think my character was racist? Ah, fuck! You know Vietnam was just a terrible war. God love you. Like what? Wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, Mick? Uh, I protest. Yeah, it's a fucking terrible character. It is. Um, but yeah, but <laughs> well, but get... also, you know who else is a terrible character? Holly Golightly. Holly Golightly. Yeah, and Paul Varjak. And Paul Varjak, who also is the worst writer I've ever seen in a, in a film. Yeah, what is his? Uh, what's the beginning of his story? It's he, he titles it "My Friend." <laughs> yeah, do, who do you think that's based on? I think it might be based on Holly. Oh, the his yeah. the rumor the rumor that he's yeah, 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 yeah. Which um, oddly enough is not. Um, uh, he's not written as uh, kind of poorly and stupidly as uh, Truman Capote did because Truman Capote's. Uh, um, I don't know if you know this. He's an actual writer. Um, so, uh, Paul Varjak, who I, I don't know if he actually has a name in the book, but they gave him a name for the movie. Uh, yeah, he's kind of, kind of a hack writer <laughs> and he ends up getting a royalty check for 50 bucks. Much needed. Yeah. Um, so at the right time. I mean, I guess, should we do like a synopsis for this? It's, uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's about kind of a, uh, uh, I was actually re- watching a, a, a video of a, a recent, uh, anniversary of this movie where they said that holly golightly is a uh <clears throat> she's kind of like a manhattan socialite type of person who um is uh wandering around the city looking for love and i was like that's not what she's doing <laughs> she's not looking for love looking for money <laughs> yeah she's looking for a rich guy to marry like yeah. she's 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 a a, a prostitute freewheeling uh you know uh 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 pixie girl who's uh uh you know, supposed to be this this free spirited uh, character who is supposed to enter Paul's life and change him for the, I guess, better. I don't know. And then um, she she's also a criminal. <laughs> oh yeah, the shoplifting scene. Oh, not even just that. The shoplifting scene and also the uh, the narcotics uh, code. Uh, the weather uh, report. Yeah, the weather no. report. See, I, I think that's a different thing, though. That That's just like... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm glad we can edit this. Unless your computer dies. Uh, I'm not, because I'm going to have to do it. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to go see Hellboy this week. How did it look? Not good? Yeah. Mm. The what? Oh God! The weather report just like it, it just makes her look like a really dumb person. Yeah, she's like a fucking I, idiot. I don't want to sympathize with somebody who doesn't realize that she's transmitting fucking mob code. <laughs> the first time she thought it, she talked about it, I'm like, oh, so we're doing code yeah. for the for. It is so obvious. Drugs. Oh, I do the weather report. Yeah, sometimes he says it's sunny in Miami. Like, and listen, oh, obviously she uh-huh. didn't. She didn't realize it, and neither did Paul. Yeah, Paul the writer. He's so <laughs> astute. My very lonely, very sad yeah. roommate is very cool and owns a cat. Oh my god! Was it that, was so, that was the start of his story, my friend. It was so it was. annoying to watch it because she is. I mean, I think this movie has earned a lot from time, where it's like it's it's romanticized, it's iconized. Is that a word? I'm too drunk for this. Iconized, maybe. I don't know. Um, where where it's like. It's all about how she's just this free-spirited 
independent woman, the little back dress, all this stuff. And, but it's like, no, 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 watch the movie. She's not a good person. <laughs> like, again, I've known people like this in my life and, uh, you might go to, go to a party with them, go to a house party or whatever, and it's fun, but you don't want to spend any time with these people because they're, they're narcissists. They're self, they're, you know, they're, they're totally self-involved. They will trample over ever, anybody. They want to be the most important person in the room. Like this is all Holly Golightly. Like this is, th- that's who she is. And the fact that Paul fell in love with her, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You yeah. idiot. No wonder your writing sucks. Yeah. Like she's a terrible person and she doesn't deserve love at the end. What's her, uh, what's, what's her, like, uh, the rich guy target rusty, um, uh, rusty Staub or rusty, uh, rusty trawler. Yeah. Rusty yeah. trawler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rusty trawler. She, uh, and, and then the whole thing was like the, the $50 for the powder room, which was just, which was the code for like, for 50 bucks, people could fuck her. Um, cause she was a, she was a, like a high class escort. Um, and that's why men were, you know, pounding on her door at all hours and this and that, and, you know, I cause d- they wanted to, they wanted to come in and give her the old rusty trawler. One of my, one of my favorite lines in the movie is in, in the beginning when the guy she like abandoned at, uh, at one of those dinners, yeah. he, he comes in, he goes, he's like pounding on her door. She closes it like, you like me, baby. I'm a liked guy. <laughs> you like me. I bought dinner for you and five of your friends. Yeah. I didn't know him. I'm a liked guy. Yeah. Well, and even yeah. like the fact that Paul was supposed to be like the the hero, and again, it's 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 more of a sign of the times. But he was like almost talking to, about her like he owned her, and like he was she was his. And it's like, all right, relax, <laughs> relax, dude. Well, the other thing about Paul too is like I he's so bland that yeah. like I can't buy any woman, especially like a powerful woman, uh, right. paying him for sex. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, she was. He just seems like the guy that would just be like, uh, w- um, yeah. So, and- where, sh- what should I do now? Where do you want me to put it? <laughs> <laughs> My sex friend. I have a friend who. Do you want me to put it in your? I mean, I, like, I mean, you, you spread your toes out. I don't. What, what do? Should 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 put put in the the hole between the feet, or does it go around? Like the? Are you doing? Do you do the? In- Wait in there. The inside of the elbow is that or don't hurt? I mean, um, is it uh, the armpit? Um, no, but it's yeah, because that's the other thing is that he moves into Holly's apartment, which again they change from the book because she moves into his apartment building. I don't know why they change it. There's really no reason for that. But he moves into her apartment building in the movie, and he's moves into basically like an apartment that his uh sugar mama pays for she's she's just like this this older married woman who buys basically a fuck pad that she keeps this writer into like and also designs right (laughs) she goes to those lengths for this fucking douche right (laughs) this fucking nobody hack writer i'd rather watch a movie about her she seems way more interesting (laughs) and like why she fucking slums it with this idiot yeah (laughs) this shit writer yeah paid 50 bucks is like a fucking donation for his garbage services who's who's so infatuated with holly which is what she wants because she wants to be so interesting i've got a couch that's made out of half a bathtub aren't i fucking great so interesting yeah Yeah. and then we're gonna go steal masks yeah like i was literally like that is such a cringeworthy scene we're like yeah boy it's just like two I like the scenes leading up to that. People yeah. like stealing the most conspicuous thing. And like, <laughs> I got a Huckleberry Hound mask. Yeah. 
I've got a cat mask and you've got a dog mask. Teehee. Get a cat. That's the theme of the episode. Oh, you're so adorable. Ow! And she doesn't name the cat. The cat is named Cat because she doesn't believe in owning things. And like that's the whole thing. Like She's free-spirited. She's, she's, so she's not owned by anyone. She doesn't own anyone. And oh, then, like, and by the way, her shoe is in the refrigerator. Right. Oh, she's so absent-minded. <laughs> like all of us. She's got such great taste. And like all she cares about is materialistic shit. And she just wants to go to Tiffany's and buy stuff. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, And literally, like not even like facetiously saying that I know people like this, but like, the scene when they both go back drunk and they're in her kitchen drunk. Like I was literally having like flashbacks to like people that I knew that we were drunk in their kitchen and they're talking about like things like I'm going to do this. I'm going to move out West and marry a cowboy. And I'm like, these are literal conversations that I've heard from people. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then when I hear Holly say it, I'm like, this is fucking real. People are like this (laughs) 50 years later. Yeah. It's been so. This is the '60s, and people are still like this. Yeah, yeah and it's like that's totally, totally what it is. And well, she's like, I, I just want to get rusty trollered. So when that was happening, was your uh, like angry Asian neighbor from upstairs <laughs> shouting at you? I want again. I brought this. <laughs> Uh, as soon as he said the first Mr. Go Miss it Miss a go right re I'm like oh my god yeah. oh yikes yeah yeah like and, and like I don't know there's little things that I liked like I like some of her mannerisms I liked you I know, think Audrey Hepburn's good I think she's like she's amazing like yeah. what would you rate her out of ten she's a ten I've always had a huge crush on Audrey Hepburn <laughs> she's, uh, I will I I will just not I, like she's drop dead gorgeous yeah she's 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 amazing but. Her character is fucking bad shit crazy. Yeah, that speaks speaks volumes. It is like, ooh, I can see totally through that, that she is horrible. Granted, she's been through some shit. She was, I guess, married at 14 in the movie. Yeah. And she ran away. really weird. It was kind of like, and they just gloss over it like it's nothing. Oh, the colonel. He just comes in. 14? Fucking, um, uh, what's what's his face shows up? Um, From Green Acres as the, the husband? Big Buddha Dave. (laughs) <laughs> buddy epson oh, he shows true. up as as her as her husband doc, doc uh uh doc Golightly. and her name isn't even holly and i'm like oh my god this is and and she just she stops talking to people on a whim like she stops talking to to, to paul she only calls him fred because that's her brother's name it's the only person that she likes in the world is her brother and i'm like this she's an asshole yeah do not like stop just hanging out with her <laughs> like what are you doing yeah yeah, yeah, your relationship also yeah. like ignites when she sneaks upstairs up the fire escape, right? <laughs> like eavesdrops on you with your sugar mama, and because, then because breaks her, into your apartment while you're naked. Because her fucking John is too drunk and loud, <laughs> so she goes upstairs. By the way, I just noticed you have the IMDb page up that Patricia Neal, the sugar mama, her she's credited as Two E <laughs> Fallonson. What does that even mean? I don't yeah and there, there you go martin balsam oj berman smartest guy in the movie because he's the one who calls her uh, a phony he's like she's a real phony but she's a phony yeah and i'm like yes you're right yeah <laughs> this guy knows anyway yeah or uh, like when she when she throws the party and like the cops end up coming and she leaves yeah she bounces <laughs> and i'm like i know people like this they suck <laughs> yeah don't love her 
And all he does is like just confront her at the end, and then she's like, "Oh, I do love you." I'm like, "This that's not the way this shit goes." And then how about the awkward kiss? Yeah, the awkward kiss when she goes in, <laughs> in the like, rain. like she's about to sneeze, like. Uh, Kevin has a face like he's about to sneeze. He's also making noise like he's sick. She's slowly moving toward him with the cat in between him because you know the cat is is symbolic. Central. He's symbolic. Yeah. You've mentioned symbolic several yeah. times. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we can't edit that out because we're talking she, over it. And she moves in and she like goes toward his, his shoulder side of his neck for like almost like a hug. And I think he was looking for a kiss and he ends up kissing her on the cheek. And then they like adjust and they kiss each other on the lips. And I'm like, okay, this is uh, that was a weird moment. I, they didn't want to do a take two on that one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you showed it to me, and it is super awkward. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. That's like the last like ten minutes of the movie. I think we should definitely have a side podcast where we do commentary on yeah. awkward kisses, <laughs> where you just comment on the play by play. Is this addition to uh, best last twenty, where we talk about the best last twenty minutes <laughs> of the movie? That's also something that uh, has not been listened to by any. <laughs> oh shit! Because you deleted that episode, I deleted too, the didn't you? Episodes, yes. Fuck beans. <laughs> How much credibility do you think I lost when I praised the cat in the hat for being hysterical <laughs> and then shit all over <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's? I feel like I did most of the talking at Breakfast at Tiffany's. What didn't you like about it? Uh, the fact that you farted through all of your criticisms. <laughs> By the way, the mic did pick them up. <laughs> if you're wondering... I can't edit around those. I'm not a magician. Hey, you know what? Spoiler. I don't. I don't have my cat hat on. I, I can't just pull tennis balls out of it and fucking erase farts from the edit. Can I issue a spoiler on this one? I was hoping they were picked up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what? What did you think about uh, breakfast at Tiffany's? You just smell your own fart. <laughs> um. Breakfast at Tiffany's, again, like when, when I saw it 15 years ago or so, whatever, I I just didn't have like the, uh, you know, the... The je ne sais quoi. Are you French? I am today. Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I don't know. I didn't have like the confidence to shit on it. Like I was sort of like a a budding cinephile you were I like this movie quote. sucks right guys <laughs> no i i just i kind of assume that like I, I went into like any any sort of like classic or foreign film under the assumption that it was great and so yeah. like it i gave everything the benefit of the doubt so when i saw mickey rooney i was like yeah that is funny yeah. he's just a funny guy and then when I watched it, he's as the an Cosmo adult, Kramer. That's what, you know again. I mean, he really is. Like, <laughs> I, I guess uh, Jerry, you got to stop fucking all these uh, Johns. <laughs> Look away, I'm hideous. <laughs> Jerry, when are we gonna take those photos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that is that's actually a good comparison. I think that's I think that's what it's going for. I, I right. just I think if I think you know so like Blake Edwards owned up to it. Um, yeah, I think he apologized fairly he? quickly, and he, he said he wished that he had never done it. <laughs> Um, I think I read something that like Akira Kurosawa wouldn't look at anyone during the, like he went to like a screening of it and he, he like did not look or acknowledge it. Anyone at the screening. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So I think the most baffling thing about it is like, there's, 
no reason for it to be an asian like it could have just been mickey rooney like again i mentioned like it's sort of like him his version of like big mama's house or uh, nutty professor but like he could have just put on like old white guy makeup and he could have just been like a crotchety old man and that would it would have been the same character like he didn't need to have like wait didn't eddie murphy play an asian dude in like norbit or something i don't know oh god Hopefully we don't have Or maybe I'm thinking that, of Rob Schneider in one of those fucking movies. Yeah. Ho- hopefully we don't do a movie that Norbit comes in as a possible watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, I'm totally going to make this. Yeah. Like, again, I don't think anything... I don't think there was anything, like, malicious in it. I think it was just, like, a star doing a ridiculous performance. But he should not have gone 50 years without realizing that that was horrible. Right. <laughs> And then forgive people for getting angry. <laughs> Again, that was very big of him. Like he's I'm a proud fucking, of him. Like he's the Pope of racism. <laughs> yeah. I forgive you. Yeah. All right. Eight is enough. Was that him? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. You just said it so confidently. I went with it. <laughs> Hold on. All right. You keep talking. I'm going to look. No. You know what? I think uh, 28 is enough in terms of minutes that we talked about this movie. All right. Oh, that was Dick Van Patten. I'm, I was totally off. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're... Oh, there was a sequel 10 years later. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so we need to wrap this up because yeah. you're wasted. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm getting there. As a character, she's iconic. As a movie, she's kind of shit. <sighs> hmm? Holly Golightly. As a movie, she's shit? <laughs> as a movie, the you know, as a movie, it's kind of <laughs> shitty. It is shit. <laughs> when you drunk, you're precious. Ow! <laughs> if you can watch it superficially and just not, just ignore anything under the surface, it's fine. It's a nice little romantic movie. I agree. She's just, yeah, she's just like a victim who didn't realize that she was right. submitting sensitive right. information and smuggling for yeah. the mob. You're right, because I read so many reviews where it was like, she just, she wanted to be loved, but to like refuse to let herself be loved. And I'm like, ah, did she? <laughs> yeah. She like, just, no, she's an asshole. <laughs> she went out with the assholes because they had money. Yeah. Yeah. She only liked Paul when he got the $50. <laughs> exactly. And then he gave it to her, and she never fucking gave it back. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> but Brad rates her a 10 out of 10, so, you know. She's definitely a 10. Yeah. I mean, Audrey Hepburn is gorgeous, so. I've always had a crush on her. I'm. That's weird. I mean, she died, like, a long time ago. Skeleton is sexy, though. <laughs> I'll definitely edit that out. <laughs> something, something near and dear to Brad's heart, which is skeleton fucking. <laughs> he likes to go for the hip bone. Anyway, um, is that mandatory movies? That's not good. What's the bonus going to be like when we talk about lesser movies that we have less to say about? <laughs> oh, when we talk about Garfield? <laughs> and I'm four... Uh... You're now 12 fingers deep. Yeah. That's more than a, two hands. That's three of the Cat in the Hat's hands. Because he only has four. Oh, my God. Awkward. <laughs> Well, that's been mandatory movies. Yeah. Uh, that could have gone better. <laughs> but Kevin was drunk. 
<laughs> and yelled a lot, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure the uh, audio frequency will show. Yeah, yeah. Send us the healthcare bill for your fucking ear appointment. Yeah. Did I peek the mic a lot, do you think? Not like my neighbors uh, peaked last night. <laughs> Around this time. We're in a hotel. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my neighbors fucked. After ordering Domino's. Nobody cares. Anyway, Brad, you were saying? Yeah, well, that's been mandatory movies. Uh, the feline film Pet Cemetery episode. Yes, Pussy Galore. Nope. Nope. What you said, probably better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Bradley Ritter. I'm Kevin Falkenberg. And goodbye. Good luck. Good night. And good luck. <laughs> that's a movie.